Hi, my name is Mark, and welcome to The Living Room Podcast. The Living Room is where we have conversations about house church, microchurch, and what it looks like living the everyday mission of Christ. Sitting across from me in the living room are Matt Wallen and Sarah Sanborn. Matt and Sarah are friends of ours, friends of mine, and they've been involved with uh, Living Church, our family of house churches now for some time, and wanted to bring them into the living room today so that they could share their journey, their experiences of what it looks like to live the everyday mission of Jesus in the context of a university setting. And so Matt and Sarah, welcome. Good to have you guys in the living room. Awesome. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So let's just jump in and each of you share a little bit. Matt, we'll start with you. Share a little bit about yourself, uh, your age, the university you're at, and what's your role when it comes to working and and engaging in and with university students. Yeah, so my name is Matt. I am 28 and I work as a campus minister at uh, Baptist Campus Ministry at Northern Kentucky University. And what what that looks like looks a lot of lot of different ways. Um, but my my heart really is, you know, we have all of these awesome students who are coming in um, from lots of different churches, and they're just they're really hungry, and so many of them want to grow deeper in their faith. Um, and so we have this really unique opportunity where we're all focused on one mission field, the college campus, and we can use that as kind of a training ground to go and to just say, hey, let's live life together, let's pursue the campus together. And let's see what it looks like to follow Jesus together. So we'll, you know, we'll go out and we'll share the gospel together on campus. Because uh, a lot of times they want to do it. They've just never seen it done. And so it's it's comforting to be able to, to go with somebody and watch them do it and then do it together. And then we'll, we'll have them do it. Or we'll, we'll teach them discipleship tools. Um, but my, my heart is also to see students who have never, never heard about Jesus have the opportunity uh, to get to know Jesus in a way that's that's relevant to them, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But that's that's kind of my heart and what what we do there. And how long have you been doing that? I've been doing that. Uh, I've been in campus ministry for about four and a half, five years, but I've been there three years. Okay. And Sarah, how about you? Introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us uh, what your major is and and your involvement at the, at the campus. For sure. So. I was one of the students that Matt was referring to that came into college and wanted to grow deeper. Um, So um, I'm a junior this year. Um, It's finals week, so I'm almost not a junior. But um, yeah, I've been in college for three years uh, at Northern Kentucky University. I'm a double major, theater and history. So lots of fun, exciting things I get to do in class on a day-to-day. And so I have been a leader uh, on BCM's leadership team for a couple of years um, with varying roles. Right now, I am in charge of a lot of the content that we do during our worship night, so a lot of the teaching, Bible, and things like that. Um, but my, I think, biggest role is kind of individual discipleship on my own. The BCM has cultivated a, a culture and a community that Matt was kind of talking about of challenging us in our faith. And um, that's provided me with a lot of um, opportunities and, and a lot of passion for discipling women. And I've gotten to do all sorts of things from having a 
class where we talk about questions and learn how to use a commentary and what is the gospel and, um, you know, question and answer time to one-on-one with Christians and then one-on-one with um, people who don't know Jesus and don't have a reference for that. So, yeah. That's awesome. And really what I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys and just as far as your journey and your experience is just those practical things, Sarah, that you were just talking about. What's that look like, you know, to engage in those one-on-one conversations and what are the kinds of things that God has sent each of you while you're there at the campus and the campus of Northern Kentucky University, what kinds of things has God sent to you as far as opportunities to just live the everyday mission of Jesus? And, and so let's just just let's just go that route and share with me a little bit, and maybe Sarah, we'll start with you. How has the mission of Jesus impacted some of the decisions you've made since you've been at the university? For sure. So being a Christian changes everything. And this is something I knew growing up, but in college, I really got to participate in living out. Um, so, you know, the, the first day of school, when you walk into a new class, there's this added layer of who in here do I, I have the opportunity to be and see this person three times a week, every week for 15 weeks. So... How can I leverage that for the gospel? Mm. Um, And that's at first kind of something I had to be encouraged in thinking about. And now is like standard operating procedure. It just runs in the background, which has been really sweet. Um, And so it's that kind of thinking, this, this everyday missionary kind of like followers of Jesus share the gospel, followers of Jesus disciple people. It's not for the special upper echelon of Christianity that people are, you know, telling other people about Jesus. Like everybody ought to be doing that. And so what does that look like on a day to day? Um, And the Lord has graciously provided tons of opportunities through um, sometimes we do stranger evangelism at the SU or a couple of us will get together and be like, okay, we're going to go to the SU and we're going to, sit down with somebody and see if they'll have a conversation with us about Jesus. Um, Sometimes that looks like, and most of the time, I think the, the, the ones with the most fruit I've seen has been, I've been spending time with the Lord praying, God, who is somebody who is ripe for the harvest? Send me somebody who is ready to hear your word. And then I wake up and do my life and run into Somebody who says, hey, Sarah, this is my friend from Vietnam, and she wants to be friends with people. And I'm like, oh, I would love that. And so then I get to invite a girl who I'm discipling and teaching. This is what it looks like to do day-to-day Christian living. And say, hey, you want to come with me to hang out with this girl? And we get to share the gospel with her. And she's never heard it before. And what a blessing. Or, you know, oh, here's this girl who's been in your classes. Sarah, why don't you ask her to do a Bible study with you? And, okay, Lord, (laughs) she's going to think I'm a weirdo, but (laughs) okay. And um, just getting to see how the Lord uses that stuff to bring people to himself. Yeah, and and let me me follow up with that a little bit, because what I'm hearing you say is you wake up in the morning and there's this intentionality when it comes to praying and asking the Lord to bring someone to you. 
right, that he might um, give you the opportunity to share the gospel with. But it's uh, there's also this thinking, this mindset. Like you said, like you're walking into class going, okay, I'm here with a purpose. And it's, yes, it is to get an education, but even more so there's a purpose for me here to be able to share the good news of, of, of Jesus with people. Um, so... So help me understand, help us understand that how does someone go from just thinking, a college student go from walking to class and just thinking I'm here to get an education to, and I'm thinking in the context of a Christian college student, someone who's a follower of Jesus. How do you go from that to, like you said, walking into class thinking, hey, there's people I'm going to be in class with three days a week for a semester. Who do I, you know? How do I share the gospel with them? Yeah. Um, I think a few things. I think the more that I've learned about who God is and what he's done and his glory and his goodness, the the more I can look up from myself and to him. And so I think that's changed a lot of the the more kingdom work you do, the more of the kingdom you get to see. Mm. And that is exciting. And it, it it gives you a fire. It's like, um, <laughs> this is going to be silly, but it's like if you grew up eating off-brand Oreos and then you try a real Oreo <laughs> and you're like, whoa, this is way better than like, like off-brand Oreos don't taste nasty. Like they taste good, but they don't taste as good as real Oreos. It's true. Like, obviously. So it's like that where it's when when I was living with my goals as being the highest thing, you know, my goal is I want to have a good life. I want it to be comfortable. I want to have fun. I want to I want to be obedient to God. I want to, you know, be a good person, quote unquote. But, you know, that's cool. It is fun sometimes like there is life to be lived there, but it's off-brand Oreos. And once you taste a real Oreo and you see, whoa, we're made for a purpose. We're made to know God and make him known. Like, that's so much sweeter than I'm made for making sure that my life is the way that I want it all the time. And I think I went through my day to day. I loved the Lord. I went to church. I read my Bible, but I was focused on you know, my purpose in going to the SU or not was whether or not I wanted to. And when I got to see God at work, like the more I've gotten to see God at work, the more I get to be like, well, what I want isn't even what's best for me. Like what I want isn't even the most fun for me. Sometimes I would rather take a nap than like (laughs) go (laughs) sit down with a girl for three hours and explain the Bible. Um, But the more you do that, the more it's like, whoa, I just, what a blessing it is that I just got invited into sharing the gospel with somebody. Like, that is way better than going and watching Netflix. And I didn't always think that. Like, I've totally grown in that. And so I think um, the more that I've known about God, the more that I've gotten to taste the sweetness of real Oreos, the more I've been able to integrate that into my day-to-day and so it isn't necessarily like a segmented and then I make sure that for an hour a day I'm living on mission it's 
in the things that I'm doing, how I spend time eating lunch, like who am I eating lunch with or who am I studying with? One of the things as I was getting to know a girl who I wanted to share the gospel with, I'd ask her to hang out and we'd study together. And the more you're doing life, the more you're inviting people into, these are my struggles. These are the things that I'm excited about. And and you ask then like, oh, what are you struggling with? Like, how can I pray for you? Hey, it's finals. Can I pray with you over that or whatever? Like the more you you invite Jesus into the smallest everyday, who I drive places, where I go, what I eat, who I eat with, whatever, that's when the doors open up for super exciting ministry. So it isn't this really special, like, oh, I'm going to share the gospel with 18 people today. And I'm going to, it's, I'm going to go get a sandwich and see who's there and like, see who I can sit with. And it sounds super boring and mundane. And it like, sometimes really is like, sometimes you spend a year eating Mexican food and sushi across from somebody while you read a chapter of the Bible and then they come to know Jesus and you're just like, oh, that, like it's not like it is a cool story because she knows Jesus now, but it's not a cool story in that like if you were to make a movie about it, it would be really boring because it would just be me and her sitting across the table from each other week after week after week after week. Um, and so, yeah, I think just a mindset shift of Jesus is amazing and every part of my life can reflect that now see what happens. That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Matt, let's turn it over to you. Share a little bit about the impact of Jesus's mission and how that impacts you and just the everyday decisions that you make as it relates to your relationship to the university. <laughs> well, I think you have to ask the question, like for me, it's, it's are you going to let King Jesus be King Jesus? Like, are you going to make your own decisions or are you going to let him make your decisions for you and are you going to trust them in those things? And, you know, I, I think over these past few years, you know, I've, I've kind of been challenged in my assumption of what faith is. Um, I think that for a long time I operated off the idea that faith is me doing something really hard. I know I can probably do without Jesus and then asking him to make it easier for me um, versus faith is trusting Jesus to do something that is absolutely impossible for you and you've got no idea how you're going to do it. Um, so why do I say that in, in relation to your question? Um, well, the, the first thing is I wouldn't even be here uh, if, if God hadn't very expressly like pushed me in this direction. I, all my life, what I wanted to do, what, what Matt wanted to do is I wanted to be a high school history teacher. That was my dream. wanted to be that since eighth grade. And when I graduated, um, I was, I was kind of placed with this decision of, are you are you going to do this? I, I still I still remember when my my now boss asked me to come on staff full time, and he said we'd love to have you, and we can't pay you, but we would love to have you. And I just remember laughing at him and thinking that's impossible. And you know, and it was at a point where I had to either get a job as a teacher or my my teaching certification was all by the wayside. And um, you know, just even having the the faith to say, okay, I'm going to let you make that decision to me is is huge for me and and why I'm. I'm here and I'm so glad that he pushed me in that direction. And, you know, how does, how does, you know, Jesus affect the decisions that I make while I'm, I'm working with students at this university is, um, is too, I don't know if there's, there's any ministry leaders out there who will be listening to this, but I, I'll just be honest in saying that 
you know, when you're working in a job where you, you get, like your job is to do ministry, it's really easy to to do the status quo and to do the things that you've always done. Um, but I think second is having the faith to question, is this really what the people we're ministering to need? Um, you know, uh, and sometimes when you rock that boat, people who are in your organization who like the status quo will not be happy that you're changing the status quo. Um, and I, are you adding this right now? No, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's just, it's just the way we are. Humans don't really like change, but I, you know, we've, we've got a mission and the mission has got to be more important. Like Jesus, ultimately like his glory, people loving him and getting to interact with him and, you know, presenting opportunities that people can engage with him is so much more important than the things that are comfortable to us. And I think that's a big part about working with really anybody, but especially college students, is these these college students are not the same as the college students of ten years ago. Um, and so you've really gotta you really gotta press in and you gotta ask questions about what needs to change, which um, ultimately you've gotta ask those questions to Jesus and follow his lordship and his leading when he asks you those things. But it can be, it's funny because it can sometimes be met with some resistance, but you just got to have faith in what Jesus is telling you to do and walk in that. Um, and I think thirdly for me is sometimes it leads you into positions that maybe you, you didn't think that you would be in. You know, so for me, I live with college students as a 28 year old guy and uh, I love that and it's crazy, but there's definitely like times where you realize you're living with college <laughs> students and you're like, oh man. But it's worth it, you know, because it, you know, for me, hospitality is a big thing and college students feel welcomed in a college student home. And so, you know, it's just life takes you in some crazy twists and turns when you follow Jesus. But I just want to encourage you take the faith to do him because it's going to be in the sweetest moments. And, and like Sarah said, they're not like glamorous, um, but they're amazing and they can lead to some really awesome experiences where you get to see the kingdom. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think to spin off of that, and I'm, I'm assuming you're going to share this, but I'm, I'm just going to bring it out anyway, is one of those opportunities, you know, as far as stepping out in faith. I remember having a conversation with you several months back, Matt, about just a burden that God had put on your heart to do something on Saturday nights with with a group of students. And, and so talk to us a little bit about or share with us about that what you call now Story Saturday. Um, where did that come from? What is it? Who's it with? What's that look like? Uh, so, so, yeah, just just to describe that for us. Well, yeah, well, I, I, part of that came out of that came out of so many different things. Um, but I, I think that for me, I was kind of looking around at what we were doing in our ministry, and I realized what we were doing just wasn't working. Like college students we met in the student union didn't want to come to a Bible study filled with all Christians where they knew all the answers and had been in it their whole lives, you know, and they're going to come and they're going to be an outsider. You know, they're, they don't know who, they're trying to figure out who Jesus is. They don't know who Paul is or what the book of Romans is, or they can't quote Psalm 73. And so, you know, I just had never seen that be the connecting point for students and you know, I had been reading all these books and hearing all these people who were doing overseas work saying, man, what people want are connections and what people want, people know them and see them, they connect to stories. And so I felt like God just said, hey, step out in faith and try something new. 
and uh, and ask me to bless it and just go for it. And so um, basically what we just do every Saturday night is we, we make a meal and we invite people in to, to share around the table and we tell our believers, uh, you know, hey, bring a friend. And we actually ask them, you know, if, if you're coming for the first time uh, to bring a friend and if, if not, don't, because we want that ratio to be even, you know, we want some believers there who can be light, but we also want people who don't know Jesus to come in and see other people there who don't know Jesus and to have the like comfort to question and to ask the, you know, ask about the story. And, and so, you know, we'll do that. We'll eat and we'll, we'll, we'll go through that. And then afterwards, what we'll do is uh, we'll, after we eat, we'll share a story. And what we do is we actually draw up the pictures in stick figure form. Uh, and we just tell the story around some stick figures and then just ask a couple questions. You know, what does this story teach us about God? What does it teach us about people? You know, how does this change the way we live? And we just talk about life. And it's amazing because people who would never have come, and I know because I've asked them to come to an official event at our ministry, will come to my home, eat a meal with me, and look at some stick figures and, and talk about Jesus through that. So, um, yeah, it's just been really, really special and and awesome. So, so help us understand, help me understand where are these relationships of people coming from that are coming to this meal at your home? Like, where are these people you just met on campus randomly or? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it looks like all sorts of different things. I mean, sometimes it's people that are in our lives. Um, and it's like Sarah was talking about, they're people from your classes um, or they're, they're friends that you've, you've met in different places and you already have that relationship. And so, you invite them to come. And then there's other people. One guy, we literally, we met him because we made an igloo and he wanted to come and get inside of our igloo. And so we... Praise the Lord for snow days. That's right. And so we had a worship session after that and we invited him to that. And then after that, we invited him over to my house for Story Saturday and uh, he he came. And so it, it could look, you know, sometimes they're they're people that God puts in your life for a long time, like a classmate. And sometimes it's just some happenstance thing where you feel the spirit moving and you just say, hey, come to this. And you know what I found is most people are not super sad about being invited to somebody's house for dinner um, and to hang out. And uh, I found that a lot of people, they'll come for that and then they'll, you know, they'll do the Jesus story because it's polite, but then they end up loving the Jesus story because Jesus mm. is lovable, you know? so. And so, you've got the story Saturday coming happening on Saturday nights. What time does that start typically? We usually do. Well, it's college students, so nothing's early. So we usually do <laughs> seven thirty or eight is when we start okay. dinner. And when you talk about you share a story, is this a story from Scripture? Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll take a Bible story, maybe it's a parable of Jesus. This semester we've really just focused on on Jesus's life because I mean, you know, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, and so if they, you know. He says that if you've seen him, you've seen the Father. So we usually focus on stories from his life or how he interacts with people. And we'll just pick one of those stories and we'll we'll do our best to draw them out of stick figures and, and memorize the story and then we'll tell them tell them through that. And so yeah, just just scriptures from stories from Jesus' life. Okay. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love the idea behind it. I I just love too how it's just organic. It's just natural relationships that you have with people that you're just inviting them into your home. But you're up front too, right? Like, come over for a meal. You're not trying to like sneak Jesus in. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, hey, come over for a meal and we're going to ha- talk about the Bible and, and, and what the Bible says. And that's it's awesome. And what's really cool is, yeah, we that's one of the things we do say is if you're going to invite someone to this, tell them there's going to be a Bible <laughs> right, story. Right, right. 
Um, but what's cool is we've even had, you know, we've got some students who are international students who are not, are not believers who have invited their friends just because mm-hmm. we didn't even ask them to. They just invited their friends because they were like, this is a place where people will care about you. And um, I just, yeah, it was so encouraging to me. And, and for people that are listening to this, here's what I want you to hear. This is what Matt's describing is not some program that this ministry developed. This came out of a burden that the Spirit of God put in his heart really to just engage and invite people that are in his circle of, of relationships to say, hey, come over to my house for a dinner, and we'll also talk about the Bible. And so this is coming out of his heart. This wasn't some kind of, like I said, event kind of thing that, that happened that was part of the ministry program. And again, not saying that those are wrong, but this is just, again, very relationally driven. It's you listening to the Spirit of God, being obedient to the Spirit of God, inviting people who don't know God through Christ into your life and then into your home, putting food into them, (laughs) right? (laughs) And then getting them around the the truth of Scripture. I love that. I think that's so... Anything else with that that you think is so important for people to hear about the story Saturday? Um, I I think that... I think that the other key part of that is... You know, it's it's got to be bathed in prayer, and I think that that's something that's true for anything. But um, I've just seen more and more how, you know, you can have the best formula in the world, and you can even have something that the Lord's put on your part on your heart. But if you you are not praying about it, then it's you know, um, it's it's pretty powerless. So um, it's not powerless. God's word moves, but you're, you're missing out on so much of what God wants to do if you don't ask him to do it. And so that would, that would be my other thought. That's good. And Sarah, how about you? I know you, you have quite a gift as far as, and you are already have shared about this whole one-on-one kind of relationships more that, that God keeps bringing to you. Uh, Talk, talk to us about that. How, how, how does that start? And how does, you know, where you're having a one-on-one Bible study with a, a, a fellow college student. Yeah. So I came into college. Um, just some background on me. I grew up in a Christian home, went to Christian school till middle school, and then went to public school and am now at NKU. And so I had a pretty good scriptural basis that grew a ton in college. And I found as a freshman that every time I asked a Bible question, I was sent to one of the lovely men in our ministry, like Matt who graciously and lovingly taught me a ton. But I was like, I want to talk to a girl. <laughs> and so I I was like, you know, if when I grow, when I as I grow and um and women come behind me, I hope that if they ask a question, that someone would say, Hey, go talk to Sarah and that they would have a woman. And so that kind of bred this um this heart for me for younger girls, particularly Christian younger girls, to teach them the Bible. Because I saw how much my growing in God's Word changed all sorts of places in my life. Um, and so that's when I started really to get involved in discipleship on campus. Um, and then that grew into like wanting to teach the Bible to, to everybody. Um, to all sorts of people. And, and so the Lord has just placed special girls in my life that I've gotten to meet up with for long periods of time. 
um, and and just do life with them. And so there's a girl who uh, actually at BCM, we did a thing called Who's Your One, where we were encouraged to have one person who we're actively sharing the gospel with and having spiritual conversations with. And so I had been praying and I ran into this girl named Natasha. We'd had a couple of classes together and um, I ran into her randomly one day after I'd been praying and and she was like, wow, I miss you. We should hang out. And I was like, yeah. Um, and so we studied a couple of times, went to the gym. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I knew that Natasha loves the gym. So I was like, all right, Lord, <laughs> I'll go to the gym for the glory of God. Um, so we went to the gym and, and I'd had maybe one conversation with her about church. Um, so I spent a year or a little less than a year just kind of hanging out with her and not really sure, like, how do I go about this? It was a little more complicated because she was pretty sure she was a Christian and I was pretty sure that she wasn't um, for some various reasons. And so I I was, like, really intimidated by just the the obstacles, I guess, of of being in relationship with her we are very different humans like we our interests are different like the things that we do on a Saturday night are different like just all the music we listen to everything like we are just different and I was like I don't know how to even go about this but I was like you know I feel like the Lord's put her on my heart and so I'm gonna go to the gym and talk to her I'm gonna study with her whatever um so then the pandemic happened and I was so discouraged because we were all quarantined and I was praying and I was like, Lord, how am I going to share the gospel with Natasha or anyone if I'm stuck in my room? And I I was like sitting on my floor in my room going, Lord, what in the world? And I just felt God be like, Sarah, you should ask her to do a FaceTime Bible study with you. And I was like, God, I've talked to her about church once. This girl is going to think I'm crazy. She's going to text her and be like, hey, you want to FaceTime and read the Bible with me? She's going to think I'm nuts. And the Lord was like, Sarah, do what I say. (laughs) So I said, yes, sir. And I did Snapchat her and was like, hey, this might be a little weird, but do you want to read the Bible with me? And she was like, yeah, what would that look like? And I was like, well, we could FaceTime and we will read a chapter of Mark a week. And so we started doing that and we went on and off in the summer because of schedules and whatever. But then the following semester, so this fall semester, we started meeting up weekly, regularly going through the book of Mark. And it took us almost a year, um, but we made it through the whole book of Mark. And at the end, at around chapter 14, um, she got to meet some of the people who disciple me, all three well, I guess four of us, sat at a table and read Mark 14 and talked about it for like four hours. And um, she went home and I thought for sure, I left this going, she still doesn't get it. (laughs) I've been waiting so long praying, God, I don't know how she's going to get it. There's just so many things in the way. And she goes home and the next week we meet, we finish Mark. And I was like, how was it? What did you think? And she was like, it was good. I, I pray more, Sarah. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. Um, geez, what did you learn? I'm telling her. And and um, I said, Natasha, have we ever shared our testimonies? 
uh, and she goes, yeah, we did that before. I told you I grew up in church. And I was like, yeah. She goes, but I'm going to be real with you. I don't think I understood until now. And I was like, oh, I also don't think you understood until now. And so we started talking to you, Sarah. I don't know what happened to me, but five days ago, I like woke up a different person. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't want to smoke weed anymore. I don't want to listen to music that I've been listening to anymore. I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't feel at home in my house. I feel like I'm an alien now. And I'm like, whoa, that's the Holy Spirit. And so I got to to walk her through, like, what happened to her. I was like, Natasha, I think you know Jesus. I told her the parable of the treasure in the fields over and over and over again. It's one of my favorite stories. But I was like, Jesus is a treasure in the fields. Once you you stumble on this treasure, you see the surpassing worth of the, the treasure and you go sell everything you have and follow him. And and she like had heard this over and over again and, and had read the gospel of Mark with me. Like she got to meet Jesus. And I think that was one of the, the really cool things for me was, you know, just looking at all of the crazy things that I was like, this is in the way, this is in the way. And, and I was like, but it's more important that she knows Jesus than like, I get her to stop smoking weed. <laughs> that was my, I grew up in church. So that was like super uncomfy for me <laughs> that she just like smoked weed every day. And I was like, God, what do I say? And, and I prayed a ton, a ton, a ton. And like, I never had a single conversation with her about weed. We read the gospel of Mark. And one day she was like, I haven't smoked weed in five days and I never want to do it again. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Lord, you did what? Um, And so, yeah. And I found that, it's funny, as I was discipling her, I think there are some truths that as Christians we're scared to share with people because they're like kind of intense. And especially as you read the gospels, like Jesus holds no punches. <laughs> and so I was teaching her and I was just like, you know, followers of Jesus sell everything they have and follow him. Like followers of Jesus, like sometimes leave their families. Followers of Jesus like are all in. And I remember this trepidation for me being like, Am I going to overwhelm her? And now, like, since she's known the Lord, she started off. And, you know, I remember, like, one of the days we were talking, and I was like, so me and my friends fast on Fridays. I was like, you don't have to fast because you're new. And she was, but you told me that followers of Jesus are all in. And I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, they are. And she's like, so I'm going to fast. And I was like, okay, yep, you're going to fast. <laughs> this is what we do. We pray for people who don't know Jesus. And we've been praying for you. And she goes, can I pray for my friends who don't know Jesus? And I'm like, yeah. And she runs around Kroger and shares her testimony with people now. And she got baptized yesterday. And um, man, the Lord just is so at work through his word and through his people who are obedient to him. And I got to watch it happen. And like I said, like it was not super fancy. Like we sat at coffee shops and in my room eating sushi and read the Bible. And there were lots of moments where I was like, she does not understand. <laughs> and there were lots of moments where I was like, like I would jump in her car and it would just like smell like weed. And we'd be like, oh my goodness, how am I ever going to, do it. And it's like, oh, right. I didn't do it. Like I look at her now and I'm like, you are a new creation because of the work of the Lord. Man. And the Lord graciously gave me the privilege of getting to be part of it. And once you experience that, there's no going back. Like 
the Oreo of all Oreos. <laughs> and let's go. Yeah, that's so good. And I appreciate you sharing Natasha's story because that's just one example of just being faithful to the mission that God has called you to as a follower of Jesus and being faithful to just following the King. Like King Jesus is driving all that we're saying and all that we're doing and our decisions and it's just a life thing. Um, and it was awesome yesterday personally for me to be part of Natasha's baptism and for her to share her Jesus story in our house, in our li- in our own living room, there in our home, and just how powerful her her testimony is because of Jesus, because of the transformation. Like it makes me think of of Paul's words, you know, the the old is gone and, and the new has come. I'm a new creation in Christ, and and what a what a visible expression of that in in this young lady Natasha. And yet also to encourage you and just your faithfulness to being obedient to what the Lord has done. Um, and and the calling that he's placed on your life, just to be a missionary, embracing that identity as a missionary. So so I want to I, I want to kind of step out of the world of all these different things that God is doing, and I want to get into okay the emotions and the feelings that come from stepping out in faith and starting a, maybe a story Saturday or sending that Snapchat. Hey, you want to do a FaceTime Bible study? So. You know, talk to talk to us a little bit, Matt. We'll start with you. What are some of the feelings and emotions, or the doubts, or the questions that come to mind as you just are seeking to follow King Jesus every day? Oh my goodness! Wow. Um, I mean, all of them. <laughs> all, all of the, all of the I think emotions. That's accurate. <laughs> I, just give us one for now. Okay. Start with one. Well, I, I think that there is this excitement is because of the more I follow, the more I follow Jesus, the more I see that man. When you like, when you follow His lead, there's really amazing things that happen, um, and that's exciting. Like you just, you know, what Sarah was saying earlier. You know, we've we've been really our our ministry and individually, we've been praying just for God to do things that are beyond what we can even hope and imagine. And, you know, some of that has been, you know, praying, Lord, bring students to the faith. There were a couple years where we, you know, we were faithfully serving Jesus, but we weren't seeing anybody come. And I think that's just because we weren't asking him to. Um, and so that's exciting. And you start looking around and you're like, is this one of the ones who's going to be an answer to prayer? Like, I just, I just want to love on him and I hope it is. And, uh, but it's also scary because there's a lot of things that God asks you to do that are completely outside of your power to create an end result in. Um, you know, you cannot make people love Jesus. You cannot make people change. You cannot make, it's not your job. Um, and as, you know, as you get into knowing people, it can be really exciting, but you begin to see like how good their lives can be with Jesus. And apart from just trusting in the Lord and being a faithful witness, it's all you can do. You can't make that person's heart change. And so that's awesome, but it can also be scary or hard in those moments where you just long for them to know Jesus. Um, you know, or, or th- and sometimes, you know, there's those like, feelings of, you know, when I'm getting ready to, I'm drawing out my stick figures for story Saturday and I'm like, I don't want to mess it up or I'm cooking dinner. I'm like, I hope this food isn't terrible, you know, cause you want to serve them well. Or, you know, there's just the, the feeling of just absolute fulfillment when, you know, you've talked about a story and someone comes up to you afterwards and it's like, Hey, can you tell me more about that? Or I, you know, this sweet little international student says, I just love hearing stories about the Bible. I don't believe 
in anything really, but I, I, for some reason I love these stories and you know, it's just all of the emotions is probably <laughs> the best way I can put it. But you know, there's times where it's really wonderful and like there's times where it just scares the daylights out of me. <laughs> um, but I know that Jesus is trustworthy. So, you know, you step out in faith and you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. Every time I do that, regardless of how I felt beforehand, it's always worth it. That's so good. Sarah, how about you? Talk to us a little bit about the For emotions sure. and feelings that come. Yeah, I want to reiterate everything that Matt just said. Um, there are some of the hardest things that I've probably ever experienced have come because I am a follower of Jesus and it puts me in some some interesting places and, and conversations and times where people aren't receptive and people are angry. Like I have had conversations with people who I love dearly and people who I've prayed that they would know Jesus and they have, you know, just reviled. Um, and it, it hurts. Um, but I think for me, like one of the really important things in the past couple of years that I've learned is like redefining what success is and, and finding this like steadfastness with the Lord where it's, um, it's, crazy when you sit in the sovereignty of God that it's like okay Lord how are you going to use this like nothing is wasted so what are like I am in so much pain right now what are you going to do because I know he doesn't just look at his kids and go oh man that sucks (laughs) like (laughs) he is at work and so you know what are you doing Lord and and how can I join you and like Matt said just this fulfillment like these moments of I feel like I'm in an ocean that's too big for me to navigate. I don't know how to share, like, I don't know how to help Natasha in her life. Like, I've never experienced any of that. Or I'm not equipped to teach her what everything in Mark means. I don't, I've never been to seminary. Like, how am I supposed to teach God's word faithfully? I don't know what that looks like. And, and those moments where I'm like, this is so much bigger than me. I can't do this. I can't do this. Um, and bringing those things to the Lord. And then when you are in that overwhelmed, you know, I feel like I'm almost drowning type state, you come to the other side of it and are like, oh, I didn't have to. Like, that's the Lord's job. And that's what's really sweet about it. And that's why, like, I get to celebrate so hard is because I didn't do it. Like the Lord was at work and it doesn't matter whether I have a good day or a bad day, whether I am, you know, just lazy, whether I am smart, whether I have a good point or whether I mess it up, like, because it's the Lord's work. And so I get, I have to fight God because there are times where I'm like, I want to be the one who makes it happen. I want to. I want to make sure that it's the best. I want to make sure I teach everything well. I want to make sure that I'm perfect. And in the times where I'm like, oh, I lost my voice while I was singing on stage, and I didn't get a chance to say the thing that I really wanted to say, or whatever, are the days when a freshman girl walks up to me and says, "Hey, I think you're great. Let's hang out." And I'm like, wait, why? <laughs> and it's like, oh, right, because it's about God and 
And she is attracted not to how great I am because I just didn't do the thing that I was supposed to do well. She sees the Holy Spirit in me and says, man, what is that? I want to be near that. And so, yeah, as all the feelings come and go, so many ups and downs, like finding this just this straight line in in the Lord, like this confidence in the Lord. And there's just no joy greater. Yeah. And I appreciate you guys just being honest about that because it's so true. There are all kinds of ups and downs when it comes to living out the everyday mission of Jesus. There's that excitement, but then there's that fear. There's, you know, all those different emotions, but there is a, there, there's no greater joy too and being part of uh, seeing someone that God is working in to bring him that person to himself, which is which is beautiful. So as we kind of shift gears a little bit and kind of start moving our conversation toward the end here, I, I want you to think on this question, and 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 Matt, we'll, we'll we'll come back to you and have you have you start. If there's, what would you say to someone like that's a, maybe a college student or working with college student? college students or maybe just in swimming in the same stream as you in life as far as just your your stage of life and those things what kind of encouragement or maybe a challenge would you want to give someone as it relates to living intentionally the mission of Jesus what what's a, an encouragement or just a challenge you, you want them to hear today yeah well i think that for me i would just really like to encourage you that, that Jesus People still want Jesus. Um, you know, I, I hear all of these things about how this generation is is so difficult and so tough. And I mean, working with college students, I just I see that they want they want something that's that's more. You know, I mean, I um, you know, I, I just my heart heart really breaks for them because so many students that I talk to, they come from broken families or, you know, they're looking for something solid to to land their feet on, but their culture tells them, you know, there is nothing to land your feet on. There's nothing that's true. And what Jesus says is true. You know, if, if you don't build your house on solid rock, then when the wind comes and when the storm hits against your house, it falls. And man, it is such good news to be able to tell them that Jesus is still alive and he's still real. Um, but my challenge would be, man, look around. And what I, what I said earlier just comes back is, man, really pray and ask the Lord how he wants you to reach that community. And I, I think something that I want to share with you that's just been really in- encouraging to me is I, I think that we've all heard before, like, I, I think it's John fourteen thirty five. It might might not be. But it's it's they'll know we're a Christian spy our love for one another. Um, I think we've heard that before, but there was a moment in time where I really realized, like, that is so important. It's actually what Jesus' last prayer in the high priestly prayer before he goes to the cross. And he says in that prayer, the, he's praying to the Father. He says, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them. Um, talking about the people who will follow him. And he says that they may be one even as we are one. I and them and you and me that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. And as I was reading that one day, 
I realized, wow, Jesus is praying to the Father. I pray that they would be one. Why? So that the world may know that you sent me. And I let that sink in for me and I realized, man, oh man, like how we love one another is so important. You know, it's not just that they'll see that we love one another and they'll know that we're Christians. In that verse, Jesus is praying to his father and says, I pray you will make them one so that when they see how united, how strong they are, how deep their love is for one another, they'll look at that and say, that is supernatural. And in a world that just has, I mean, especially this anxiety-driven generation is so fearful of commitment because they're afraid they're going to get hurt. They don't have healthy relationships modeled to them. And then when they come into a place where they see people sold out for one thing, sold out for a God who loves them, and that drives them to love one another selflessly, to confess to one another, to be open to one another, they look at that and they say, that's amazing. And I think that's part of the appeal of Story Saturday. I think that's why um, it's been so helpful for me having a a house church to invite people to um, because you know, that just hits all of those things. You know, they can experience Jesus in community. And I just want to challenge you to, to, to think about that as you go throughout your journey is, you know, Jesus wants you to live life on mission together. Um, and that's because when you're living on life on mission together and you're loving each other supernaturally, they, they look and they see, wow, like I want that and I want the Jesus that unites them. That's good. Thanks, Matt. How about you, Sarah? What's a challenge or an encouragement? Yeah, I think to just echo what Matt said, um, being in a house church, I think has definitely encouraged me in my just personal ministry. Um, You know, in college, it is so sweet. There is definitely a support system and a group of people who is celebrating with me when I say, yeah, Natasha asked a really good question today. Or, yeah, I got to share the gospel with this girl who has never heard it before. Um, but there has been something so sweet about like bringing Natasha to um, your house church on, on Sunday mornings that I wasn't just inviting her to a big church building where we all, you know, have to do things a certain way and whatever that, hey, come hang out with me and my pastor's family and some other people and we're going to read scripture together and eat biscuits and gravy. (laughs) Um, And just the sweetness of that has been so awesome and so organic. Um, And so I would say in the past year, just being at Living Church, what a blessing it has been to be poured into and ministered to by the people at Living Church, um, but then also to be so equipped to be sent uh, to do the hangouts with Natasha and going to Story Saturday every week and um, that stuff. So I would say um, a couple things. If you're not part of a church, go go to church, like, and not just go to church to go to church on Sunday, but like be in life, everyday life with people. One of the sweetest gifts is that there is a couple who lives down the road from me that goes to living church and they'll text me sometimes and be like, hey, you want to come eat dinner with us? Or I'll text them and be like, I had a really sad day. Can I come eat dinner with you (laughs) and hold your baby? (laughs) Um, So be part of a church, be part of a group of believers who 
um, can come alongside you and encourage you in your ministry. And then two, um, who's your one? Like having somebody who I was actively sharing the gospel with changed so much for me, but changed so much for her. I mean, Natasha is one of my closest, sweetest friends. Matt saw us hanging out the other day and said, you all are just each other's biggest fans. <laughs> and it's true. Like, we just love each other so much because we have been part of each other's lives for so long and because we've gotten to experience just life change together. And so, like, share the gospel with your friends. And sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's messy, but... Man, it is so beautiful and has brought me so much closer to the Lord. Like my view of God is so much greater today than it was a year ago, having seen what he has done in her life. Um, so share the gospel um, and and share the gospel with a gospel driven community. Thank you guys so much for sharing that. I think it's so important and, and appreciate your encouragements and your challenges. And, and for those that are listening in on our living room conversation today, I want to ask you all a question. What's your takeaway from today's conversation with Matt and Sarah? What's kind of bubbling to the surface in your heart from something that they shared today? What's a truth or maybe an action or next step that you're going to take? You're going to take away from today's conversation I don't know about you, but as you've listened, there have been some things that they've shared that have bubbled to the surface, the importance of prayer, the importance of embracing Jesus as King, the importance of community and living out this everyday missionary life in the context of a church community. There's loads of different things that they've shared that I know that I walk away from today just thinking more deeply on and being impacted by. And so I'm asking you, those listening right now, what's your what's your takeaway from our conversation today in this living room? Matt and Sarah, before we close, any last kind of things you, you kind of come into the surface of your heart that you just want to share before we leave the living room today? Yeah, just any, Jesus can use anybody. Mm. Like, I think that's been true for me. I, I, same as Sarah, I've been doing this for a while, but I've, I don't never been to seminary and I don't I just where the Lord says to go go and in your life I'd encourage you if he tells you to do something and it seems crazy it's probably from him because <laughs> it's he's does crazy things but it, he's the one that can do it and I would just bless you to walk in that um, it's the best thing that you could ever do amen yeah I think um so Susanna Spurgeon <laughs> wrote some devotionals, and one of them says, um, I am so challenged to, to look at all things that come to me and dare to say it is because God loves me. And, and there have been so many times in my life where I'm just like, God, why is this happening? God, this is really hard. God, I hate this. God, like, and... To, to look to God and say, okay, I know you. Um, I know your character. And I know that you are a good father who gives good gifts to his children. So this must be happening because you love me. And growing in knowing God, knowing his character, spending time with him, and, and looking at this life going, all right, Lord, 
what are we going to do today? What, what fun adventure do I get to embark on with you today? And that starts in the chair in the corner of my room, looking at a post-it note wall of people that I'm praying for and things that I'm doing. And it starts with, you know, reading Zephaniah and going, all right, I don't know what this says. Like, let's go ask questions about it and look stuff up and read articles and whatever till I figure out how, you know, God, what are you saying to Zephaniah and how does that change me? And then it goes into having conversations with people and making decisions about graduating early and going overseas <laughs> and where I live and all sorts of those things. But it comes out of all right, God, I know you, and I know that you do things because you love your glory and you love your creation. And so what does that look like today? That's so good. makes me think of this passage from John chapter 15, verse 5. Jesus said this, and then Matt, I'll ask you to just close our time in prayer. Jesus said this. He said, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Matt, would you pray for us? Yeah. God, we come and we just ask you for for more, Lord. And Lord, I want to pray for the people who who are listening to this. And Lord, I just want to pray that you would just give them dreams that are big and dreams that seem impossible to them, and I pray that you would give them the courage to step forward into what you are calling them into. Um, you know, you don't you don't have to be uh, a college student or a college minister or a pastor to have big impact on the kingdom. Um, Lord, you use anybody who you have called by name. Everybody has a role in Lord, I just, I just pray, Lord, that, that you would just show yourself to be mighty through communities all over this country, all over the world, and that people who are lost, Lord, would, would experience your reality, um, Lord, through a friend who texts them out of nowhere and says, hey, do you want to do a Bible study together? Or some weird group of people who they meet with who are really nice to them and love them and just keep talking about this Jesus. Um, and Lord, we just pray that your spirit would use us. And Lord, we just we just pray, Lord, that your name would be known Amen. in so many different ways and in so many different places. Um, and Lord, that you would let us be a part of us. Lord, we want to end asking you to lead us into the things that you're already doing because you're doing things all around us. And we just, Lord, we just ask that you would bring us into the stream of those things uh, so we can swim in those waters and uh, and just have have lots of, Lots of just eternal experiences with our dad. And in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks so much for listening and joining us in the living room today. If you found today's conversation helpful, pass it along. You can find episodes of our living room podcast conversations at living-church.com or anywhere you find podcasts that matter. Until we meet again here in the living room, make much of Christ, make disciples living the mission of Christ, and multiply churches for the glory of Christ.